Welcome to Transformative Hindsight, a podcast for business owners, creatives, and everything in between. I'm your host, Emily Crimes, graphic and web design freelancer turned entrepreneur. Each episode will provide you with tips and strategies that you can implement to build a business that you're obsessed with and feel confident talking about. Here, we're all about transforming your visionary ideas into a tangible reality. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Transformative Hindsight. Today, I wanted to talk about website platforms and how to know which website platform is best for your business. So today, we're covering things like ShowIt, WordPress, Squarespace, Webflow, Wix even, and how to know which one of these is best for your business. There are so many platforms and builders out there. Again, the ones I just listed are the most common ones, and they have so many similar features. If you're looking to get your first website live, it can be really hard to know which one is right for you. And if you have one right now that you're just not loving, it's not really working for you much anymore, which one should you switch to? Well, today we're covering all of that. I want to help you make the right choice for your business, for your website platform, for your site, for your marketing, all of that, as switching later on can be a major headache. So we're going to help you make that right choice. We're going to help you figure out which one you should be, which one you should go with, so that you have these things figured out before you go and purchase a host thing account, whatever. (laughs) So I want to note that first, you need to figure some things out before you start looking into website platforms. What do you want to do with your business? Not just now, but what do you want to do in the future? What do you see as a possibility for your business later down the road? Maybe you're just blogging right now, but you want to sell digital products later. All of this matters and is a factor in deciding which platform is right for you. So if you have a pen and paper in front of you, I'm going to say these questions for you again. Write them down. Think on them. If you're in the car, maybe pause it. Give yourself a couple seconds to think about these things. If you're doing anything else, just think about these questions. (laughs) If you're vacuuming, cleaning, whatever. So again, number one. What do you want to do with your website? Not just now, but down the road. What do you want to do with it in the future? Number two, what do you see as a possibility for your business down the road? Those are the two main questions you need to have figured out before deciding website platform. So there are so many website platforms out there. The ones I'm talking about today, I mentioned in earlier, but we're going over Webflow, WordPress, Squarespace, ShowIt, even Wix and Shopify. Well, a little bit of Shopify. We'll talk about it. (laughs) Now I'm going to break down the potential goals and plans that you may have for your business. And we're going to break down the top platform for that one. What is a good choice and what is kind of like works, but not recommended 100%. Each platform can kind of do all of these things, just some do it better. So category, goal, feature, whatever you want to call it. We're going to call it goals for now. So goal number one is blogging. Blogging is a fantastic way to bring organic traffic to your website. Not only does this content have a much longer lifespan than social media marketing, but it also really helps establish your expertise in your industry and connect with your audience. So if your number one goal is blogging, the top choice that I recommend is WordPress. WordPress is made for blogging like made for it. It's in its blood, in its bones. Okay. So most of its native abilities and functions are to suit heavy text, content rich sites. 
So it's super easy to create templates so that all of your blogs have the same visual look and feel despite being different content or topics. There are also so many plugins that you can use to help you optimize your content for search engines and rank your, rank your content higher. You can also customize your URLs and slugs or permalinks, which I talked about that in a previous episode. I will link it in the show notes below. And this is the text that comes after your domain name. You can set a mass default or you can customize them if you have a really long title, if you want to optimize things for search engines, stuff like that. So WordPress makes it super easy to do all of that. The other great thing is that this also makes it really easy to export your blog should you ever need to do so in the future. So if you have a mass generalized permalink, URL, slug, whatever you want to call it, um, that becomes super easy later if you ever have to export because it's all the same. It's not varying blog to blog and it's likely going to be pretty common with whatever you transfer it to. The other great thing about WordPress is that a lot of SEO experts specialize in WordPress site optimizations. So it's really worth investing in if you're looking to bring a lot of site traffic through your blogs, you may want to hire an SEO expert. And again, a lot of them specialize in WordPress, so they're not going to be like, mm, sorry, can't help you. They're going to be like, cool, we got it. We know how to help you optimize your site. So with all of this, WordPress is usually the number one choice for blogging. Another good option for blogging is Webflow. Webflow was a relatively newer website builder. When I say that, I mean within the last like 10 years. <laughs> um, they've really become like huge though in the last like five. And it's a really powerful website builder. So similar to WordPress, it has a really amazing native ability to host your blog. And most website builders, it's all native. It's just some are better suited for it than others. So um, I find that their content management system, and again, talking about Webflow here, I find that Webflow's content management system, or CMS, is super easy to navigate, use, and customize and change visually. In Webflow, you can have a large variety of content types, um, from ranging from for example, if you're a realtor, you can set things up so that you have active listings, you have closed listings. I mean, you have listings as a whole, you have blogs, all of that. Again, if you're just general blogging, you may not need all of that, but you do have the option to have a lot of different types of content. So Webflow refers to them as collections, and this just opens up a world of possibilities for your site content. So as I mentioned, Webflow is a newer platform and they're still working on really refining all of their different areas and features. Um, again, it's not the number one blogging platform, especially if you're posting mass amounts of content. I mean, I'm talking like multiple articles per day. Most people aren't doing that. <laughs> so if you're posting one blog a day, even you're likely fine. Um, but like the average business owner is posting one to two blogs a week. If even that, a lot of times there's only one a month. So it's still going to work just fine for you. But so again, for the average business owner posting consistent blogs, it's a great option to blog with considering all the other, all the other amazing features of this platform. Because again, as I mentioned, we're not just looking at the now, we're also thinking about the future. So the final platform for blogging that we're going to talk about is Squarespace. It is not a great option, but it is still possible to blog on Squarespace. Squarespace is one of those that it's not the recommended blogging platform. If you ask someone, hey, I want to start a blog, where should I, what should I use? 
they're not usually going to recommend Squarespace. And if they are, maybe consider their expertise a little bit. Um, just kidding. But similarly to, similarly, it's a hard word, to Webflow, blogging is not what Squarespace is known for. Unlike WordPress. <laughs> um, one issue that I run into with migrating a Squarespace blog into WordPress was the permalinks and slugs, which again, we've talked about. If you want to hear more about that client story, that episode is again linked in the show notes. Um, so Squarespace doesn't really allow you to customize your permalinks and your slugs for your blogs. So transporting all of that into WordPress was not a very straightforward process. We had a set of redirects for just about every single blog, which is incredibly time consuming. If you don't ever plan on leaving Squarespace and just want to play around with blogging and only publish something every now and again, then I'd say go for it. But generally, it's not what I'm going to recommend if someone is primarily looking to blog in their business. Now, with all that said, it again all depends on what else you want to do in your business. What is your secondary goal or feature? So if you already have a blog but aren't sure if you want to stick with that platform, feel free to DM me on Instagram and I can help you think through and decide which platform you should go with or migrate to. I'd also just love to hear from any of you about which platform you're using and maybe some quirks you find or like things you may not like about it because I'm always looking to help my clients make the right decision and make sure that they enjoy the platform that I've suggested to them. So it's super great to hear it from the client business owner side of things of what you may like or not like. Okay, so the next feature goal that we wanted to talk about today is selling digital products or having paid content. A lot of online service providers also sell some sort of digital product, whether it's a template, an online course, a membership, any sort of paywall to access something. It's a very common in online service providers. Everyone wants to do passive income, right? <laughs> Whole name of the game is to work more, work less and make more money, right? But not all delivery and course platforms are created equal. Some site platforms offer the native ability to sell digital products, templates, courses, whatever, while others require you to use a third-party integration. I want to specify Shopify here really quick before we get into the top choice, good option, and not recommended. So Shopify is really great for physical product shops. We are not talking about that today. We are talking about digital products and paid content, things like that. If you're looking to sell physical products, my number one recommendation is Shopify. I am not a Shopify expert. I do not really work with product-based businesses. That's just not my expertise. I have some recommendations if that's what you're looking to get into. So please feel free to DM me if you're looking to work with a Shopify designer. I have a few on my in my little back pocket that I keep for clients for referrals. But again, that is not what we're talking about here. If you're looking to sell physical products, things you have to ship to people, I'm going to tell you to go Shopify. If you're selling digital products, my top choice for you is Squarespace. So Squarespace has a really amazing native ability to sell a wide variety of paid content. You're able to distinguish between a paid service and consultation versus a paid digital download or product versus just general paid content or a course. They have a lot of options for you with like native automations and stuff built in for you to be able to sell a digital product. You can even create email campaigns for your products directly in Squarespace. This is a huge feature in my opinion. Amazing. Because you now eliminate the need for a third-party email 
whatever your email provider is, like your email marketing provider, whether it's ConvertKit, Flowdesk, whatever, you eliminate the need to connect your purchase with them and trigger a, a workflow or an automation, whatever you want to call it. So it is amazing to me that Squarespace has this really cool feature to create email campaigns for your products directly in Squarespace. The only downside of Squarespace is that you don't have quite as much control over the cart and checkout pages unless you hire a developer to customize them for you. But if you're really looking to take advantage of Squarespace and all that it has to offer, you may already be working with a developer who can do this for you. The other great thing is that Squarespace has a 0% transaction fee and it starts at only $26 per month, which is pretty hard to beat compared to other providers. So if someone's primary goal on their website is to sell digital products or launch a course, nine times out of 10, I'm going to encourage them to use Squarespace. The platform as a whole is really intuitive. It's inherently responsive, which is always a plus. And I think that Squarespace definitely has the most robust e-commerce platform out there. Another good option is Webflow. So just like Squarespace, Webflow has a native ability to sell products and courses or whatever you want to sell in an e-commerce platform. Feature-wise, it's actually incredibly similar to Squarespace. There's literally like a checklist breakdown on Webflow's website that shows it compared to Squarespace, and it's like literally the same thing. So this is where knowing what your secondary goal on your site comes into play, right? If we know what your secondary goal is, we're gonna that's gonna have a factor in what your platform's gonna be. So with Webflow, you can sell physical or digital products and services and create lots of different categories with these overarching themes. Webflow e-commerce starts at $29 a month with a 0-2% to transaction fee, so it's pretty similar to Squarespace. With Webflow, you're able to customize literally everything about the checkout process, as well as the transactional emails that customers will get, just like receipts, notifications, stuff like that. So this also means that you can customize the cart and checkout pages within Webflow, which is nice that you could actually do that yourself if you need to. Webflow is constantly making improvements and adding additional features to their e-commerce platform, and I definitely see this becoming more robust than Squarespace in the, near fu- in the near future, considering all of the other features that Webflow has that people love Webflow for. So the not a great option, but still possible platform is WordPress. So with WordPress, you cannot natively sell or offer digital products on your site. You can, however, use WooCommerce with WordPress to make an online storefront. WooCommerce was designed for WordPress, which means that you shouldn't run into any weird compatibility issues. You can sell a wide variety of products on WooCommerce. I'm talking wide, like physical, digital, um, affiliate products, subscription products, membership products, anything like that. Like the list is pretty extensive. The only problem is you often have to pay extra for the features you need to sell these products and like have an amazing workflow. The initial installation and use of WooCommerce is free. However, like I said, a lot of the features that make these things so seamless do cost money. Um, Even simple things such as like editing your, your checkout process or selling consultations and bookings. Any of those, a lot of those kinds of features that you're looking for are gonna cost you an extra couple, you know, not a couple dollars, an extra lot of money. So WooCommerce can be a bit more techy as well if than probably what you're looking for if you're setting this up for yourself. If you're hiring someone, they can set it up for you. It may be a great option for you. 
but it is a pretty techy way of, of setting up this storefront. I don't generally recommend WordPress with WooCommerce if someone is looking to sell digital products specifically, like if it's, if it's their primary goal. If you're specifically an e-commerce shop, it definitely has its place where it can be a viable option, but you might be better off with something else like Squarespace or Webflow. Moving on to goal number three, which is to collect more leads or streamline your client experience. So first I want to note that a lot of this takes place outside of your website and in the back end of your business. What happens to inquiries once you collect them? How can they work with you? How can they book a call, paid or free, with you? But there are easy ways that you can integrate your client process and experience into your website. And yes, the platform you choose matters. My top choice for this, it being your number one goal, is Webflow. If you don't have any sort of client management system or client relationship management system, whatever, CRM, whatever, in place to collect leads like HoneyBook or Dubsado, Webflow is a great platform for collecting information and setting up automations. A contact form is one of the most important features on your website because without it, people wouldn't be able to ask you questions and begin working with you, get started on your client process, book a call, whatever your first step is. Usually you need a contact form. In Webflow, you can really easily build contact forms that actually function well, look great, and keep your inquiries organized because that matters. Um, you can also set up contact form notifications really easily so that you can get an email every time someone submits a contact form, which again, is crucial for you staying on top of your inquiries. Uh, you can also view all of your submissions and export them to an Excel file or Google Sheets, whatever you use, if you'd like. If you already have a contact form from whatever software you're using to collect leads, you can really easily embed this into your Webflow site. Another good option if your primary goal is selecting or is increasing your leads and booking more clients is Squarespace. So Squarespace can do all the same things that Webflow can do when it comes to collecting information and contact forms. You can create a contact form within your Squarespace site and customize the fields to what you need. You can also create multiple contact forms if you have different client journeys for various offers and services. Similar to Webflow, you can set up email notifications so that you receive an email every time you have a contact form submission. Okay, so the not a great option, but still possible platform for this is WordPress. I don't love creating contact forms in WordPress. It's not my favorite thing to do. It's actually my least favorite thing to do. You generally have to use a third-party plugin. Common ones are Ninja Forms or WP Forms to create a contact form, which isn't terrible, but it's not ideal. Um, if you're not familiar with WordPress, plugins are basically how WordPress operates. And the more plugins you have, the slower your site will be. That's just kind of how it goes. Plugins are also like security risks. <laughs> it's how people can get into your site. They can hack your site through like unupdated plugins and stuff like that. So we want to avoid having way too many. So when you're using these third-party plugins, you usually have to upgrade to a paid plan for them to be able to actually really customize everything you need to do. A lot of times it's customizing for dumb things like adding an email notification that you want to add or adding extra fields to your contact form. Um, additionally, they often require like specific domain connections within your DNS records, which I do not recommend doing on your own. I recommend hiring someone who knows what they're talking about to do that, um, to be able to actually send out the emails that you're looking to send out, like asking it to do like email notifications, confirmation emails, stuff like that. They don't just send, they have to be connected. Like you have to have some sort of DNS connection, like a specific DNS record, for it to be able to send like with permission 
and not be flagged as like spam or something. So I highly recommend that if your site is being built on WordPress that you use an embedded contact form from your client management system or whatever software to help prevent spam and ensure that submissions and email delivery and then just create an overall more attractive contact form. Um, one thing I notice a lot with my clients who have WordPress sites is the spam submissions. Oh my goodness, do they get a lot of spam just naturally. So again, another plugin we have to add to limit spam. It's just, <laughs> it's a lot. Those are kind of the main goals that I find people are looking to have accomplished with their websites. And those are the platforms I recommend for those goals. So if you're considering any of those goals, take my platforms into consideration. So <laughs> you'll notice I haven't mentioned Show It or Wix. So now we're going to talk about the platforms that I don't recommend and why I don't recommend them. As I've said before, not all platforms are created equal. Most that are out there are pretty decent. Some write better code than others, which yes, does matter. I know you may think it doesn't. It matters. It does for a lot of things. I'm not going to get into that today, but it does. And some platforms are just overall not that great for a lot of reasons. So I want to break these down a bit for you and quickly go over the platforms that I want recommend you avoid and why you should avoid them. So number one, show it. I know, I know. How dare I? It is like the most talked about platform ever. I swear, everyone wants to use show it. Everyone thinks it's so amazing. I don't. <laughs> so hear me out, please. Please hear me out on this. Being a quote unquote, no code visual builder has its place. I get it. We can have beautiful websites that function well, that don't take a developer necessarily to, to build them. But I am just really not a fan of the way that show it goes about this. So Webflow is actually a no code builder. You can build a whole site in Webflow without code, but it actually builds clean code. So again, not getting into that today right now. Let me center myself again, Emily, talking about Show It. I'm just really not a fan of the way that Show It goes about this. To me, it feels like it's it's too much like Illustrator or Canva, whatever you use. If you're a designer, if you just create, if you're a designer, you know Illustrator. If you're just creating graphics for social media and stuff, you know Canva, right? You just drag something over, place it wherever you want, bada bing, bada boom, looks the way you want it to look, right? That's basically how Show It goes about their their visual builder. So there's no actual structure to the pages and content. You just place anything wherever you want, which is not ideal for truly responsive websites. Yes, there is a mobile site that you design and show it as well. But again, not ideal. You have to remember to go into mobile to rearrange the content. Otherwise, it just stacks on top of each other and it's native, the default colors. So if you have it says it's black, it's all gonna be black. You have to change all the colors again. It's don't love it. And B, it doesn't inherit any styling from the desktop site. So again, you have to select all the colors, change the fonts, sizing of things all over again. Who has time for that? You're basically building two websites at one time. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Additionally, if you change text and show it, and it's no longer, or, and it's longer than the previous text you had there, you have to rearrange everything to resize the text box. Like if your text is built, is, is put in to a specific section on your site and you're like, oh, I'm going to revamp the text here a little bit. If it's longer than what you had in, you have to re rearrange things. You have to literally resize the text box. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> this is a website. Why are we doing this? 
the other thing is that I just, I just don't love, I just don't love show it. And I don't advise people to use it. It creates really, really ugly code. And it makes web accessibility really challenging. And it's just, it's overwhelming. It's a lot. I don't love it. Please stop using it. Please stop, stop hyping it up. Um, there should be structure to your site. That's, semantics matter. They do. I promise you, they do. And I just, show it doesn't do that. And I just, yeah, that's, that's all I'll say about show it. I'll stop ranting. I am going to put out a whole episode on show it. it will be a long one, but it will be in length about why I don't recommend show it because it's, it's a whole thing. There's so much more to it than just things I've talked about. And I just, if we can please stop using it as the go-to, if we can please stop, if, if you're a web designer and you're listening, please research other platforms, please learn them. Please get out of show it. Just, just please. That's all I ask. And the other platform I don't recommend is Wix. And to save my breath and your ears, I don't like Wix for basically all the same reasons I don't like Show It. They like the same thing, it literally. In fact, Wix actually has more functionality than Show It. Like it's just it's been around longer. It's it's built up more as far as you know you can purchase your domain through Wix. You can there's just a lot more um, that Show doesn't have the native functionality to do yet. But Wix and Show It are basically just the same thing in different packaging, same thing, different font, right? <laughs> as a lot of designers say. So. I won't keep ranting. I won't keep agitating you. I'm already agitated enough having to think about show it and how commonly it's used. (laughs) So we'll move on from that. To kind of wrap things up, if you don't have a website yet, I always recommend starting with what you want your site to do for you. How do you want to make money with it? What is the goal of your site? Etc, etc, etc. To determine which platform is best for your business, please think about these things. There is a lot to consider, I know. You want to first look at the primary goal of your site and then see if the best platform for your primary goal also supports your secondary goal. And remember, you can always switch platforms later. Nothing is permanent. It just may take hiring someone to do that for you. If you don't like your website platform anymore, as I mentioned before, I would love to chat with you about it and hear more about what you're using and why you don't like it. I can even help you figure out what the right one may be for you. But again, I'm always very curious to hear why you from a client side may not like a platform. It just helps me to to add more to my, you know, to my back pocket of keeping things in mind for why a client may or may not be best suited for a platform. Because I take a lot of things into consideration when recommending a platform for a client. I take into consideration whether they want to be able to edit certain things later, whether they want to add functionalities. It, it goes on and on. So it matters to me why people may or may not like platforms, right? I would love to hear from you. If you have a platform that I've mentioned and you don't love it, talk to me. I want to hear it. I want to hear why. And if you're interested in working with me for brand and website design, head to crimesdesignco.com, fill out an inquiry form, and book a discovery call, and we'll get started. As always, thank you for being here. It means so much to me to have your ears for however long this episode's going to be. Don't know yet. Still recording. Actively talking. <laughs> so, if you liked this episode, if you like my rants, my tangents that I go on, please subscribe to the podcast and whatever podcast channel you listen to. And leave a review because it makes my whole day and it makes me happy, it makes me smile, and life kind of sucks sometimes. You know, it's it's a hard world it's a hard world out there, people. Let's be nice to each other. <laughs> Alrighty, I will see you in the next episode, guys. Bye!